If you need to record a podcast remotely, Riverside.fm is the place to do it. Alex and I have been making Two Dudes Watch cartoons remotely across states, pretty much across the continental U.S. for three years (laughs) now. We've tried several, several things, and this is what works best, honestly. Zoom turned out terrible. We used a couple other ones that we paid for that turned out terrible. You're looking at the interface right now. I think I'm doing the screen record correctly. Riverside has made doing this podcast as easy as possible. Riverside FM. Head to the link in our bio to get started. That's Riverside.fm. Today. 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 <laughs> hey, watch this episode on YouTube. To do's watch cartoons. To do's watch cartoons. To do's watch cartoons. To do's watch cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. Uh, oh, I fucked it up already. Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. Wait, no. What you had it in the you beginning? Uh, the podcast where two dudes that's us watch cartoons i was missing the that's us and i forgot where it went it's been a while (laughs) we've been on hiatus i took a little bit of parental leave but we're back we're here we're we're back better than ever um i i'm gonna pitch something we haven't discussed this at all Uh, is this season two are we are we in our second season everything before this season one (laughs) sure why not why not why not? I like the idea of putting in breaks. So. Yeah, yeah. What, we took a month off. It's season two. We're back. Season one was seven, 66 episodes, and that's right. Three years long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's no we, rules. No yeah, rules. We did it. We made it through season one, though. But uh, no, we're back, Evan. Like he said, um, you, uh, you, you, uh, you took uh, some paternity leave, correct? Yeah. How? I mean. Tell we know you had a baby. Tell the audience though, like how exciting it is. I'm I'm jazzed about it. It's uh, it is about as difficult as I was prepped for, as I expected. It's you know, it is hard. It's difficult. Sleep is hard to come by. Uh, but I was sort of mentally prepared for that. But like once the the exhaustion hits you, it just yeah. takes it to a different level. But every little moment, every every little coo and like smile yeah it's it's exciting it's been a wild ride he's about a month old now life's he's good, just man. adorable he's just the he's cutest the baby i yeah. am biased but uh you know he's our third dude I, I well i also figured this could be a good reason to bring the podcast back though because if you're not catching up on your sleep i know you love to catch a quick nap <laughs> while whatever we're recording or while whatever we're watching true, true. um i have been catching up on one piece <laughs> <laughs> the best almost nap. yeah almost 200 episodes in now i can't believe that only watch like on mute subtitles while he's sleeping wait you watch it on mute most of the time yeah <laughs> this is news to me i didn't know i that. miss a lot of the story i just kind of like look up from my phone every now and then and like oh there's a new character that's that's pretty cool i've been enjoying it though so many new characters so many new devil things it's great we'll um, get yeah that. well right. that's not what we're, we're not... talking about today though today we're talking about boss baby no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no today we're talking about and this this one came out of the blue i almost forgot it was going to happen at all in the first place um yeah uh adventure time fiona and cake a new 
I still want to call it HBO Max, but it's Max series. So what's so interesting about this is so Adventure Time ends and kind of shortly after it ends, they were like, we're doing a spinoff distant lands four episodes. I was like, oh, it's not done. And then that ended and it was all like, oh, it's over. We're back. Like, and, mm-hmm. and so I'm in a year, gosh, in a decade of reboots, rehashes, uh, re- spinoffs. I was nervous. I was so nervous. Even when I watched the trailer for it, because the trailer, trailer got me good. And I love a good gotcha. The trailer had me think this takes place in the modern world in a city. And it was all like the gender bent. We've got to get into the details of this, but it's uh, Fiona and Kate is like two, maybe three episodes of Adventure Time, the series Mm -hmm. where Ice King is reading a fan fiction that he wrote. And it's just a gender bent version of every character in the land of Ooh. So it's a fanfic. Did you, I don't know if you said that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fanfic yeah. that yeah, but so yeah, that, so it's wrote. all in Ice King's uh, imaginations <laughs> and writings, which is just so great. But they, so I was like, how is this gonna work? Why are they in the? I thought this was like unrelated to everything mm-hmm. ooh wise, and I was like, this is stupid. We don't need this. I was a hater. I was a hater. I never watched Adventure Time all the way through. I like have kept up with you know the general storyline i'm familiar with fan of the series uh, casual i would say but um especially after the last distant lands i was a little bit nervous because i don't want to spoil it but there's quite a sense of finality with that one in particular it puts a nice bow on adventure time and finn and yeah. jake as 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 a, a series so when i first heard about this it did seem a, a touch like a cash grab but cash grab yeah. If if there were like any group of storytellers or creators to trust to 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 remain truthful to the the original spirit of Adventure Time cuz also Adventure Time created by Pendleton Ward back in 2013 10? or 14. I think it's like 9ish years old I saw somewhere. Wow. Um but he left the series or no, he stepped down as showrunner uh maybe like 5 6 seasons in. So but I mean, the series has, I don't think anyone has ever been like, oh, it fell off or, oh, it, you know, the post Pendleton seasons are, are way worse. Or anything I got the like facts. That. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually didn't even know that Pendleton Ward left, if I'm being honest. But so I don't know if he's in still in 2010 but, yeah. and it ended in 2018, okay. which in Distant Lands, that means Distant Lands came out or, or at least was like announced like a year or two after and started 2020, 2021-ish. Mm-hmm. So like they've given they give it like these couple year breaks and they're like we're back but like you said if there's a group of storytellers uh, of people that uh uh care about like the product that they're putting out there this was the group because this was so like if this was a cash grab I don't even care they put so oh, yeah. much time effort thought into this and what's so great about adventure time too is i really feel it is just been constantly growing with its audience even in its 10 seasons airing finn one of the things i always like credit to the show is finn grows he ages like and it's always been the same voice actor same voice actor who his voice his voice 
gets a, a little bit older, a little bit exactly. lower. Exactly. Yeah, and it's still him in this. Mm -hmm. We get to see Finn in this. That I'm telling you, Fiona and Cake was such a joy to me because I had such low expectations. They extremely knocked it out of the park. I this I I think this was brilliant. It, we're just jumping ahead now. Um, do you have like a synopsis? Let's get into that before we really dive in. Uh, uh, the, uh, a synopsis. Let me close uh, the store right. too. Yeah, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, the series focuses on the titular characters Fiona and Cake, alternative versions of main characters Finn the Human and Jake the Dog from the original series, who had previously appeared in their own titular episodes, along with the Ice King as his human form, Simon Petrikov. Uh, that's not really a synopsis. Okay, maybe I should. Uh, Okay, here's a synopsis. That was the yeah. introduction of Wikipedia. Put that out. Let me do one. I got one right here. All right. <laughs> Fiona lives with her cat, Cake, in an alternate reality without magic, spending her days cycling through dead-end jobs. At night, she dreams of a magical world that appears to be forever unreachable. Simon, in the land of Ooh, works from home, made a living of being a, an exhibit of a bygone era, Later, the trio travels through the multiverse while still being chased by a powerful new antagonist who is determined to track them down and erase them from existence. Now, one thing about that synopsis, and one thing I was concerned about with the trailers that I was seeing, mm -hmm. is that uh, the, the the original characters Fiona and Cake they were they were gender bent versions of of um, Finn and Jake. Created by Natasha Allegri, who is a storyboard artist on the original Adventure Time, who is our our favorite series, maybe not favorite, but one of our favorite series that things we've watched recently is uh, uh, Bee and Puppy Cat. She's the creator mm -hmm. of Bee and Puppy Cat. And yep. so she created this. And as I was watching the trailer and the first few episodes, I was like, this is just right off the bat. The first episode, I was like, oh, I'm a little concerned that this might be very similar to being puppy cat where she yeah. goes to different worlds and, and, you know, has different costumes and getups and, and kind of has one-off adventures, but I'm, I'm happy to say that that wasn't necessarily the case. I thought it was a reskin of being puppy cat. Here's one of my complaints. Mm -hmm. Kamal is in being puppy cat did not reprise the role of Prismo in this. It was different. You couldn't even tell. I. Uh, it was so bad. I didn't I didn't even know. sound like him. If I'm being honest. Wow. Why? Funny. What's that about? They got they got almost everyone else. There's missing one other. They got Donald Glover to come back though for his tiny part in Adventure Time. And the other one they're missing is uh, Neil Patrick Harris. You he did not reprise why? the. Because what? the series. You want to know why? This is my guess. Oh. Because the series is on on uh, on Max which is owned by Warner Brothers, I'm sure they're not grabbing any cash. <laughs> like, I'm sure they don't, they couldn't pay for Kumail Nanjiani. That's crazy, as opposed though. To Netflix. Yeah. As, as opposed Netflix to Netflix money. Yeah. Okay, whatever. All right. But so, or as they we were talking, budget this, on Donald Glover. <laughs> this follows Fiona and Cake um, in their boring, mundane life, which is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, just modern day. Maybe like, uh, 2010, honestly, is, is where it looks like it takes place in a big city. Mm -hmm. And while I was dreading it in the trailer, 
it ended up actually being some of the most fun was just exploring the city and her dead end jobs. There's a fun little intro where it's like super existential dread, but it's like hyper pop. I was like, Adventure Time is back. Like this mm-hmm. so well encapsulated everything Adventure Time was about, but also in my mind elevated it. Like I'm not kidding. I, I have the highest praises for this. I was blown away from start to finish how much I enjoyed this. Yeah, and I think that is to the strength of Adventure Time in general is the the jokes here are I don't want to say raunchy, but they're a little more you know, they they yeah. this is made for an adult audience. That you I guess you could call it adult animation. But the the pacing of the jokes, the writing is is on par like it sounds exactly the same it doesn't miss a beat as what original adventure time was and and that's probably what some of the strength of adventure time was back in the day was like it it is just flat out very funny like uh, like the randomness uh, everything about that world and in the style of writing is just works so well and translates across age i guess yeah, no, I agree. It, it is really, I, I agree. It's designed, while this is more raunchy and definitely airs on the side of four adults, you can show this to a kid and they're going to love it. You know what I mean? They're going to absolutely eat this up. So um, what I want to get into is probably go maybe character by character. I think that may be easier. But before we even get into that, I think the best thing they did here is that they were like, oh, we got a show, Fiona and Cake. This was such a sneaky Simon Petrikoff show. Let's start with Simon Petrikoff. Let's so Simon, start with the yeah, man. I, I know the backstory of the character now, but uh, the part where Adventure Time started to dive into like his backstory and Marceline's backstory and everyone else's is probably where I like fell off the mm-hmm. series. But Simon the Petrikoff steak. is a human form. Yeah, so I've only seen like the... The whimsical. <laughs> yeah, the whimsical lack of... Not, not much of the world-building stuff. Um, but Simon Petrikoff is the human form of Ice King. So what happened to Ice King towards the end of... Give, give me a quick refresher uh, on the Ice King. Let me fill you Get in on Mr. Point. Ice King here. Ice King, as we learned, um, was uh, one of the very few survivors of the apocalypse that happened here on Earth. And... Um, he uh, in Adventure Time they call the Mushroom War, um, and so some sort of nuclear fallout. He survives with Marceline, uh, and the way he survives is through one of the ancient artifacts that he found while he was alive that he studied. He was uh, like an Indiana Jones type guy, I think, like that in that regard. Found the the ice cr- the crown, the ice crown, mm-hmm. and he gave him magical properties and let him live. It also drove him insane. So then over the years, in order for him to live, he just wore the crown 24-7, and that's where we meet him in Adventure Time. He's, we slowly learn his backstory, his relation with Marceline, and eventually we find out that he, in the past, um, just Betty vanished. Betty, the love of his life, he didn't know where she went. Turns out she got pulled to the future. So she is now in Adventure Time Prime. She takes the place of Magic Man, I don't know if you know Magic Man at all. He's a whimsical villain that they had, but she gets Where's unlimited Gal- reality bending powers. Where she then goes on a quest to try to save Ice King and and Simon. She eventually becomes 
Golb, which is their god, that, that red, yeah. And, well, he, like, devours her and him, and uh, this is the very last episode. She devour uh, Golb, Golb devours Simon, Betty, and uh, Finn's in there. It's a shrinking cage a la uh, Loki, if you watch this week's episode. Shrinking cage like this, and they deliver some of the most heartfelt, most intense things ever, and then the power of singing and love and friendship ends up saving them, but Betty sacrifices herself and becomes infused with Golb. Okay. So now and this is all in the main series. This is all main series. And then we get distant lands and they really don't touch too much on Simon. I think he shows up once, but it's not uh anything of consequence by any means. Did you watch all the distance lands? Those ones yeah, were yeah. a little hit hit, hit or miss. miss. Yeah. So there was a couple that were great and some of them were really bad. There was um, like there's one on Bemo and one on the little peppermint candy guy. The peppermint candy cool. one was good. The ending one was good. The BMO one was not good. And then there's one I'm missing. But I don't Marceline know and um, Marceline's backstory. Uh, it's like the little glass. Oh, boy. with her mom. With her mom. That one was good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I like overall, I really like Distant Lands. This, though, just like I said, it really took this. I think it did what Adventure Time did great is it took almost like a separate story. And we got to visit all of the loose ends from adventure time and distant lands mm -hmm. while following this separate story. And it was just so beautifully told, like even the touches, the very first scene before we know what's going on in this whole multiverse, she wakes up and her little alarm clocks just BMO, but it's like a real life alarm clock. Like yeah. the details that this show did, like the details that this show had references to the, uh, the older one is just unreal. But so, Ice King, now having lost Betty, doesn't have his powers. He's very much a Captain America, a man out of time. He opens this human exhibit where he uh, lets people come see how people lived from the 21st century. But then at night, he's secretly trying to bring Betty back. That's a lot of backstory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, it's all fascinating stuff, even without having that familiarity. I, I don't think I have ever seen or heard of Betty. Yeah. So that whole plot line is new to me. I vaguely knew about uh, uh, Simon Petrikov's backstory in the Ice King mm -hmm. uh, with Marceline. So even without knowing all that, this is this series on its own is, is still super compelling television. It doesn't rely necessarily yes. on like the 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 nostalgia Knowledge. of that series. Yeah. Like this is just a well told story. And if you told me. If, if I watched this first and you told me the man voicing Simon Petrikoff oh. also voices SpongeBob SquarePants, I would be like, get the fuck out of here. Because so, the amount of gravitas he can and despair he conveys in some of the later episodes, I was floored. I'm Bravo, so Tom happy. Kenny. Tom Kenny. I'm so happy that he got something that wasn't Ice King or SpongeBob because he really showed like why he the gets range. the big checks. Mm -hmm. He is, oh, well, when we talk about great voice acting, we're usually not talking about someone making a, like a voice like this. It's conveying emotion through what they're telling. And he, I mean, he was, he was the heart and soul of this whole show, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so good. Like Especially, you said, he had gravitas, yeah. so much emotion towards the end. So, but, um, What's really funny, and maybe we could use this as a transition to switch over to Fiona, 
is I, I only realized this when preparing for the podcast. Fiona and Simon both have problems, but they're almost like the opposite problems of each other. Like Fiona wants to go live in a crazy fantasy world and escape her boring mundane life. And all Simon wants is to go back to his to boring, boring mundane life. Look at that. Look at that parallel. Yeah. Great connecting of the dots. This is why we podcast. This, this is, is why, why we're we season podcast. two, great, baby. It's great. You know what? Oh, it's just, it's so good because the whole, it's just so, it's so true to Adventure Time in the sense that it's always this, like, this balance of like this fantasy world and, and like your wants and your dreams and just living carefree and like a child and, and doing whatever for, for the sake of doing whatever. But then it also is like balancing like the harsh, harsh realities of the world that you live in. Mm -hmm. And uh, Adventure Time as a whole, I think paved the way for that era of animation. It's a renaissance of still animation. In it, but we got Steven Universe after that. We got OKKO. OK um, I think the whole tree Rebecca is quite crazy. Yeah. I think the, Rebecca Sugar worked. Uh, yeah, Rebecca work Sugar on. worked on Adventure Time, and so it, it all trickles down. It's a really crazy tree of all these animation uh, uh, showrunners having worked with each other. Yeah. Oh, um, while we're talking about Rebecca Sugar, the music throughout the series was—I forget that that's such a strength in Adventure Time. Because there are shows that do it probably better, but Adventure Time, the music, even just like background ambient music, like I said, the theme song for the first episode was so good. The, it's, it's, it elevates the scene and the emotions that are going on. So uh, we're talking about Fiona now, Fiona Campbell. I didn't know uh, she had a last name. Voice by that, Madeline. I think Martin. that might actually be Finn's last name too. Oh. Interesting. Oh wait, no, I don't know Finn's last name. It might be Mar Martin. The human. No, that's what he. Well, that's what he's learned. Yeah, for so long. But then we meet his dad. His dad's in this too. Wow. So Merton. so many of these references might have flown over your head. Do you know Finn's dad? I do know Finn's dad. I think that oh, okay. was probably one of the last episodes. Gotcha, that I gotcha. Had, like, so sequentially watched. Up. This is what I'm saying though: is you don't necessarily need to have known the show, but like these tiny things that pop up, like. This version of Martin that doesn't have Finn, of course, is like the only one that has his shit together. <laughs> but there is a baby Finn there, right? That they brought from a different from, from universe a different, okay. that he right, connects right, right. with. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. It's uh, great. This is also, uh, I keep comparing this to Marvel, and maybe it's just because everyone's talking about Marvel let's, right let's now. Let's get into The multiverse it. saga, gone awry, Marvel style. Yeah. This is how you tell a multiverse story. This is how you keep it interesting and fresh. It's not just, while it is just jumping from world to world, there's like a point to it, mm -hmm. and you learn something from each of these worlds. It's not just like a tourist destination stop. That's exactly the problem with Marvel's handling of the multiverse. Is And what's frustrating is that they have glimpses of it in Loki. Yeah. season one and now season two is going fucking great you can see how multiversal stories handle things well in loki and fiona and cake and everything everywhere all at once in yes. uh, uh spider-verse one and two it's not about the fucking multiverse it's not about slapping in like terrible facial hair on uh benedict cumberbatch <laughs> and giving like giving him like a top bun like 
it, it's about the the emotional through lines of the stories like at the end of the day the the heart of these movies is is i don't want to say small small is not necessarily the right word but it's it's like compact it's concise it's the relationships between like it's the relationship it's, between fiona and her friends and ultimately how she feels about herself a is, lot of it comes down to so i just think of we go to the farm world which is notorious that was an adventure time like two-part episode we get where the timeline is totally changed um i don't remember oh it's the first time they meet prismo and oh mm. it's finn wishes i wish the lich never existed and that creates this wild and crazy farm world land, which we go and visit in this one. We see Finn as an adult there, and he's got a family. And what's so funny to me, it's not funny, but what I've realized, the strength of, like, the multiverse, like, if everything everywhere all at once, like, taught us, like, the different lives out there, the, the path's not taken, it's about decisions. It is about, like, I made this decision, and that caused this to happen versus this to mm -hmm. happen. And it's it's such an interesting portrayal because in a wild cockamamie like show, they really are like, oh, well, because this that this world's totally skewed, wild, different, crazy. But it's so fun to visit. But it's not nonsensical like the ones we're hopping around in Doctor Strange. There's <laughs> there's reason to it all. It's not in this world. We actually stop on green and go on red. Yeah, there's one who's like, Fuck the one, uh, this movie. was actually funny, I was about to make fun of it, but when she goes, wait, food on your planet isn't free? I was like, oh, that's pretty classic, actually. <laughs> oh, good, good dig, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> good capitalism dig. Oh, they've been catching a lot of flack lately. Uh, we'll um, have, but we'll so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're adding on. <laughs> um, I just wish I could go through, like, every reference to, so, like. So, you've seen all of it. You. Twice, Clearly baby. have an encyclopedic knowledge of all these references. Twice over, baby. This show jam packs them, but like you said, it's not reliant on it. It's not the punchline. It's not the shtick. It's not the joke of the scene. It's just there. And if you know it, you can enjoy it. You can be the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. If you don't know it, it does not detract away from what you're watching. And, and, and I can't state... That is what an Easter egg is. An Easter egg is not a punchline to a scene. Oh, look at this reference. Mm -hmm. it, it just is there because, yeah. and it's so good. Like just every person we saw on Fiona's way was it was someone and like, they're all talking about their dreams on the bus. He's like, I dream I'm a banana. Cause you're a banana guard. You're actually, you are a banana guard, sir. And then the one lady with the flowers in her, she's like, my dream's too weird. And it's like, because you're that giant whispering hole that sings the song. Yeah, that's why. It's like, you don't need to understand these things, but when you watch it, you're just like, oh wait, I get that. I, I, oh, I get that. It's, it reminds me why I love like Easter eggs and references in the first place. And, and when they're not beaten to death, even though this one did beat them to death, like it's in every, Everything that happens is some sort mm -hmm. of reference. Oh, for sure. But it never felt forced or like over the top. It just yeah. felt like it, it was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and I love this. This is only tangentially related, but I feel like Adventure Time as a whole, the series, it's 
the maturity, but also not of it. In, in a lot of ways, Pendleton War, Ward's world that he built uh, is sort of like what inspired this pod because we, you see reverberations of it in uh, Bravest Warriors. And yeah. like, this is this is our jam. It's like, there's so much to appreciate here. It's super quality, like concise storytelling and writing, super funny writing. It's like some of yes. the best television and, and like comedy, all of it combined. It is in a kid's top, show. Yeah, it's top notch storytelling and humor, really wrapped and hidden and disguised in a, a kid's broadcasting network. Like mm -hmm. he worked, he really gamed the system. Oh, look, Cartoon Network, I have a guy who fights in a candy kingdom and he's got a dog who stretches. And he was like, but secretly there was a nuclear war that happened and everyone here is ra radiation poison over the years and years and years. And you're like, whoa, Pendleton, you clearly didn't tell him that part. But uh -huh. it was so brilliant and it opened the door for all of these other shows. And I don't want to get sentimental, but like you said, this is the sort of shit that we started the podcast for. I'm going to really out us here. Don't listen if you are our, our family. Me and Evan, we came, come home, Christmas, Thanksgiving break. It's right around this time of year. We fucking close both my bathroom doors. We shove towels under the doors. And my bathroom's like really long, so we set up chairs, my computer. We open this tiny-ass window, and we just get high as shit. And we spent <laughs> like six, seven hours watching cartoons in my Bravest bathroom. Bravest Warriors. Bravest Warriors. We watched Rick all of that. We found it. We found the Rick and Morty pilot. We watched Bee and Puppy Cat. We watched uh, all these sort of indie animation things. And we we left just being mind blown. We're like, there's people out there telling the most mind blowing stories that pe so many people are just going to miss mm -hmm. because it is animated and they will write it off because of that. And so, like I said, I'm not trying to be sentimental, but this is the shit we started the podcast for. What a great opener to season two. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Full circle moment. That jazzed right now. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um what were we talking about? The multiverse though. Like yeah, it's it's such a shame that now at this point the multiverse it used to be like an exciting new thing and this was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now you hear that I mean I feel like it's hit the point like the multiverse is what um, a shared cinematic universe was a couple years ago where after Marvel, maybe first Avengers, like every studio was like, and now the, the, the universal monsters shared cinematic universe with Tom yeah. Cruise's the mummy. Uh, but like now it's like the multiverse. I, I didn't watch Ahsoka, but I think there were maybe hints of some sort of don't multi don't tell me that. No, I don't believe that. Okay. I will say, though, I think as soon there, as but... they started talking about the multiverse, I said, we are five to eight years from seeing Marvel and Star Wars characters on screen together. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at, we've hit we've hit saturation point on multiverse stuff. And I'm I'm one glad to see that someone is out here still executing it well. But two is just like, why does it take like, why do we only get very sparse good executions of it now okay let's that's fiona kind of <laughs> wait what did we miss on fiona Fiona's a not stoner not, maybe not stoner, uh, but that's the vibe like 20 a, something yeah aimless lackadaisical 20 -something. a lot of ennui 
a new character oh. in uh... oh. oh don't <laughs> Speaking from my heart, she has a ton of ennui. She's got so much ennui, she doesn't even know it's falling out of her. Loves Cheers. Does does Warner Brothers own Cheers? I don't. Well, that's a reference once again to the original uh, Adventure Time, all the way back from when Simon was trying to comfort Marceline after the post-apocalyptic when she's a child. He would put on a little cardboard TV and play reruns of. Cheers is filmed in front of a live studio audience where everybody knows your name. And so because this world is inside Simon Petrikoff's head, gotcha. that's also the thing he only plays on the TV. That's all that's on in their universe. I thought that was a fun little bit. <laughs> like nice touch, yeah. once you watch it again, you're like, oh, wow, this universe is inside Simon's head. Like I, I understand mm -hmm. now there's signs, there's, there's hints because then all the sculptures are Betty or penguins you're like, wow, this actually is inside Simon's head. Like, it looks like a real world. Like a, it looks like New York or like Los Angeles mm -hmm. or something. Looks like New York, I'll be not Los Angeles. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> there's a difference. There's a difference, people. Yeah. And so, <laughs> God, if anything, it looks more like a Detroit. Okay. So, um, but it, um, it's it's just it's so well written. Like I said, those things aren't in your face, or there's never like a moment where she goes oh so that's who it was on the statue they don't it's they're never they never talk down to their audience mm -hmm. and i fucking love that because they've been following us since 2010 you yep. know what i mean that they've they've kept up with the times evan and i are wannabe movie critics we're also wannabe chefs we're all doing more cooking at home now you want to elevate your home cooking, you need nice tools to do it. Louis Kitchenware will get you there. They have beautiful stainless steel pans, nonstick bakeware, knives, all the stuff you need. Safe, high quality materials, constructed to last, made in the United States, founded in Detroit. Moving into my condo, we got hand-me-downs. So this new Louis Kitchenware has been great and we love the discount. We want to share that with our listeners. You can use code 2DUDES, that's T-W-O DUDES, at louiskitchenware.com and that'll give you 10% off anything on the site. Check out our link in bio. Who else do we have in... Cake. Uh, Let's talk cake. about cake. Cake is voiced by Roz Ryan, who I only recognize the name because she's one of the um, one of the singers from uh, Hercules, one of the, like the people on the one pot, of the, muses. the muses. That's is that what they so are? Yeah, cool. yeah. And so I just recognize the voice, if that makes sense, and it has like always stuck with me over the years. So when I first heard her voice in the originals, I had to look it up, and of oh. course, they got the original voice, which was great, and. I really like the journey they took with Cake from real cat to cat in a different dimension that had a talking necklace and then had a, a giant strawberry. And then a, it's like, she has the great line where he, the squirrel was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad, I, I bet you're glad to be back to your regular size. She goes, I am, but it's nice to have options. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's just the subtle, great fucking humor of this show. I was reading a review of the series and one of the things that I think this series does well, or I'm, this review, I'm just badly parroting what this review said, but, but like, so Could there have totally is, passed it off as your own. Yeah. There's all this nostalgia wrapped up with this series, right? There's so much backstory, so much lore. 
And obviously this series is uh, Fiona and Cake specifically is a little bit more mature as the audience has grown older. But this story is a little bit about learning to deal with change and, and oh. letting go of that attachment, especially with Simon Petrikoff Let's and cook, Betty. Baby. But Let's cook. on a more meta, because like, I could see how maybe a long time fan would be like, why can't it be more Finn and Jake or, or something along those lines? Yes. You know what I mean? It's meta. There's people who are pissed it's the gender bent version because they're mm -hmm. just misogynist, I guess. They're like, oh, well, it's not the same as when I was a kid. Like, and it's <laughs> so fucking lame and played out. And like, ah, yeah. uh, so what's great about what you said is, like I said, Fiona and Simon, they got the crisscrossing stories, but it, they're dealing with the same thing. They're dealing with change. They're just at different points where Fiona is yearning for the change. She desires it more than anything. That ennui is starting to really kick in. And so she's dealing with it, but Simon is on the opposite end of it. He's been through it all. He's had the wild and crazy and wacky adventures, and now all he wants is to spend more time with Betty. That's, mm -hmm. that's all he can think about. It consumes his, his brain. And since if something's going to consume his mind, that universe is in there. And so what's great is Simon basically manifested cake and it's Adventure Time always has this sense of like things worked out the way they were like supposed to, quote unquote. Uh -huh. So like while Simon's doing all the rituals to try to bring Betty back, he summons Fiona and Kate, who that's not Betty. But in an inadvertent way through their adventures, he gets to see Betty Globe Golb again, and he really gets to deal with the, 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 the past and his mistakes and really let go of, of all that hurt. And he does it in a couple of really interesting ways. One, he talks to her, but then two, she sends him to the two characters from Distant Lands, the BMO episode. They're the ones who go find the King of Ooh, BMO. It's, it's one of Jake's. This is what's so great is about it Adventure the, Time. The is video game? Yeah, it's a video game. It's, okay. it's the book video game yeah, thing. Yeah. But so the two characters <laughs> are from the BMO Distant Lands episode. The big one is one of Jake's descendants because oh. in Adventure Time, Jake has like 12 kids that all have crazy and wild powers because he breeds with Princess Unicorn uh -huh. or a uh, rainbow, uh, rainbow rainbow unicorn. unicorn. Rainbow corn. Well, I don't remember her name. So, <laughs> but they breed and they have all these offsprings that can do all these wild and crazy things. So now in the future, so many of the characters are half dog magical beasts. And Jake it's is so, Genghis Khan, basically. He took over. It's crazy. But so that's who these characters are. And Simon goes through the book where he, uh, at the end he learns the lesson. They're like, well, you just went through the whole choose your own adventure only following the one character. You didn't ever follow what betty wanted and then that's mm -hmm. when he learns he was like i am the i what i am the one who messed this up it yeah. wasn't the all fate and circumstance and the war and all the it was me i really was the one that ended up separating the two of us and i didn't appreciate the time that we had and i should have given up some of that control and it's, yeah there's, there's a beautiful a scene where he goes through the memory of of their parting or not their parting, of him stopping her from going on her, her trip, her yeah. thesis study she was going to go on to go on his adventure. And it's just such a beautiful tale because, like I said, it's being told from both ends. It's like 
Fiona, who's at the start of that adventure, mm-hmm. and Simon, who's like at the end, of at, it. at the bitter end of it. It's yeah. God, it's brilliant. Yeah, there's a really poignant moment because they they sort of replay that scene twice. And the first time, he's he's telling Fiona about Betty and about like essentially going through the whole story and how uh, she didn't go on the trip uh, for him, to stay with him, basically. And Fiona asks like. Uh, before he gets tells her that bit of information fiona goes so you ended up like getting on the bus and going with her and he goes no why would i do that and it's like it's such a punch in the gut of like like get out of like your one one track mindset it's like a a pretty misogynist view and like as as a viewer even like yeah he very it's very easily something he could have done but dismissive he was yeah yeah, super dismissed it like why would i no that's not what we did that one stuck out to me But it's it's so great because then, like, and I don't know this is what it's intended to, but, like, Simon really, especially in this, like, kind of mirrors, like, addiction because, like, he's addicted to that crazy, okay. the, the power, if you will, and it's the carefree lifestyle, the no worries. If he has the crown, he doesn't need to be thinking about Betty this whole time and getting her back. He can just be wild, crazy ice king. <laughs> and so... It, it, that's like a drug addict. Like if if you're doing so, like they crave that again. Even when they're sober, they're like, I just want to go back to that. And so Fiona for a while is being like a fucking enabler. She's like, we're getting that crown and putting it on your head. We need to save our world. And by the end of it, though, she really learns. Like, damn, is what I had that bad? Which is what Simon needed to learn about him and Betty. She's mm-hmm. able to be like, dang, was my life with with uh, with uh, uh, Gary and uh, Marcellus like, were that was it really that bad? Was I what was I complaining about? Yeah, and so this is maybe another important plot point, or this is the driving plot, not necessarily the emotional plot of the the, the series, is that uh, Fiona and Cake are are figments, literal figments of Simon Petrikoff's imagination. That Prismo. That Prismo has, off the books, created <laughs> an, a universe for that's non-canon. Uh, and so... It's so... So there's like, a, there's like a police force, and the villain is, is the scarab who's trying to hunt them down. Uh, Wikipedia calls him a multiversal auditor who hunts down Fiona and Cake to get rid of this... They're the they're the TVA, trying to get rid of yeah literally branch. they're a branch that shouldn't exist. So that's sort of the the multiversal angle uh, of the story. Um, but uh, I think Gary, which is the bubblegum princess gender yeah. version, and then uh, Marshall Lee, which is Marceline, uh, that's another one of the prominent relationships, important relationships in this. Um, at the end, or I know towards the end of Adventure Time, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum are our relationship that we also explore in Distant Lands, I believe. We see that in Distant Lands, but then we even get a, I think this is so funny, at the beginning, Simon calls Marcy to be like, hey, like, what are you up to? And she's like, oh, we're on vacation, we're getting tattoos. And it's funny, she can't get a tattoo because she's a vampire and just heals. Uh-huh. And it's like stuck in uh, uh, her bubblegum arm. But <laughs> I 
so fucking realistic. Like you have a best friend and they get in a relationship and you're just like, oh, I'm feeling real <laughs> alone right now. Like it's just so human. That's They yeah. take this wild fantasy world and they add such human elements to it mm. that it's such a strong and poignant story. But so, um, yeah, exploring their relationship was really fun because it somehow like while well, Fiona and Cake are trying to literally save their whole world and, and the multiverse, like, you know, Gary and Marshall are just falling in love. Marshall is voiced by Donald Glover. Uh, Gary's voiced by Andrew Rennell. Rennell's? Not, not Neil Patrick Harris. No, not Neil Patrick Harris. Was that, was he the original? The original voice mm. of Gary. Andrew Rennell's, though, you would probably recognize. Um, I'm trying to think of, okay, I'm a couple credits on Broadway was in Hairspray, oh. Jersey Boys. Um, I feel like he was in Girls. Oh, I mean, yeah, HBO's he, Girls, Black Monday. He did Netflix's good. Big Mouth and Amazon. <laughs> William Clockwell on Invincible. I don't know who that is. But All right, that's good. You'd recognize that's good. him if you saw his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, Gary's whole passion is making pastries, but. There's a spin on it. He likes making them into little, little, little characters. Little guys. Similar to someone else we know made of pink. Oh, she just yeah. creates. <laughs> yeah, she literally just creates candy creatures. It's just so fun. Little nods at at the old thing. Like, you don't need to know that about Princess Bubblegum, like that she made all the candy people. In, in, it's just, it's fun. It's great. Mm -hmm. And then Marshall knows two characters, uh, the lemon Lemon Carbs, which is Lemon Grab, uh, uh, Gender Bents, who are played by uh, two famous drag queens, Cree Summer and Jinx uh, Mo uh, Monsoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're famous. I think they uh, run that podcast. You probably have seen them like react to stuff, and uh, it's like, a pretty famous podcast, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's ringing a bell. Yeah. Um, okay, we were wrong. Pendleton Ward is is involved in this. He voices the human version of... Lumpy yeah. Space Princess. Oh, I knew he was involved. He doesn't. He he worked on it too, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I... Oh no, he's not on the story. Okay, I did know he was a voice, so I guess uh, I assumed he was involved. But yeah, he plays Ellis Pete, which is a Who great way to say LSP. <laughs> yeah, Lumpy well, Space Princess. I did not know Ron Perlman voices the Lich. Holy shit, dude! Big time, big, big time, time, dude. Ron Perlman, like. And it's the most terrifying thing. Mm -hmm. The Lynch has the most terrifying speeches in like all of cartoondom, in my opinion. Because also, if you can hear him, you just have to. So if he says like "stop," you can't move. If yeah. he says like, so he's absolutely terrifying. And so in the multiverse, we get to see a version of the Lynch that complete that one. He completed like his mission. <laughs> yeah, he he's on his farm. Literally Thanos. But, He's lost all his purpose. Uh -huh. It's like such a multiverse, like, oh, look at this one possibility that could happen. Uh, you could complete your mission and be devout of purpose after that. Yeah. Um, this one's nothing to scoff at either. Felicia Day as uh, as Betty. What was the super popular web series she was in? She's in Original Critical oh, Role. Best known for hosting Critical Role. Um, but oh. she was famously in a web musical with neil patrick harris that i'm struggling to find now i'll come back to you with it okay 
Yeah, she's 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 the original voice. Doctor Horrible's sing along blog. You ever watch that? Oh, I think like a long yeah. time ago. It's July two thousand eight. Right? Yeah, it's old. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I've definitely seen it, but it's been it's been years. It's like I've one of those it. early viral things. Early viral videos. Um. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, and she plays like I said, she plays Betty in Adventure Time. Um, but she's not in it till later because, like I said, through the mysteries of time travel. She gets plucked from the timeline and brought to present day. Ooh, but so like, what a tragic story! Your the love of your life just goes missing. Like, and but then you see her all these thousands of years later, and now she wants to cure you of your mm. craziness. It's, it's adult themes for do a they, kid show. Do they have a conversation at the end? Because he's talking to Gull, or do they have it through like the hallucination flashback? I think they have it through the hallucination flashback. That sequence was. All of that was just like, holy Speak. shit. And yeah. then and then zoom out to like, he's just staring at the huge fucking... That's, the thing that okay. also killed him almost, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want out of like Eternals too. It's like them talking to those <laughs> giant motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. Uh, but that is, I mean, that's goal. And for all intents and purposes, that's God. That yeah. is, is, that is... Is that what pre- Yeah, it's like name? a chaos God, I think, though. So okay, it's, it's heavy stuff. But so... They travel the multiverse. There's a cool, badass scarab in a red suit that is hunting him down. And I was like, I'm kind of on his side. He's so yeah. cool. Did the series start? No, series didn't start with him. But I think maybe like episode two opens with the scarab in the tea shop or something. One of the early yeah. episodes. And I was like, what a way to introduce this fucking villain. Like immediately yeah. super compelling, super badass, uh, just super memorable. I agree. He's really, he really sticks out to me in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, he very much like the TVA gets caught up in bureaucracy, like management. It's great. It's so fun to watch, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we could go on about this series. Like, all of it's there. There's the, the early episodes are kind of a fun romp through the, the multiverse. But through it all, uh, you get this super emotional, super funny storytelling. Uh, it's enriching if you, even if you don't have the the background knowledge of the world of Ooh. But also, it's just a great viewing experience altogether because I don't really, really have you know that. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I'm just now because I'm looking at Wikipedia. We'll, we'll we can start to wrap up here. I have a question. But so each episode is titled after someone uh fiona campbell simon petrikoff cake the cat prismo the Wishmaker, destiny which is little destiny in the farm world who falls in love with the rival gang person the winter king who is that uh good version of simon that ends up being the bad guy total simon move to try to make himself look like the hero the whole time thought that was great the star is what they call Marceline in like that post-apocalyptic version of Ooh, where she was ruling everything. Marceline, Jerry is what Bimo calls the Lich, which I think is so funny because as soon as he goes, "That's my friend Jerry," I knew in I knew instantly. I go, "That's going to be important." I go, "Bimo's always naming things incorrectly." I don't know who <laughs> that is, but it's not Jerry. Then Casper and Nova, who are the book Choose Your Own Adventure, but then. Episode 10 is called Cheers, and the whole thing of Cheers is like, where everybody knows your name. 
and each episode is the name of someone. That's a nice touch. I, I can't. That's fucking amazing. I'm sorry. That's awesome. I got like goosebumps when I was like reading all this. Yeah. Hot off. Can we get a clip? Can we clip? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me five minutes. I'll cut it together. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Couple questions run through. Who was your favorite character, you think, throughout the whole thing? Um, I, I, probably Simon Patrick. I, I mean, okay. Everything aside, Scarab was just cool as fuck. I, I loved the Scarab. Everything about <laughs> like, his vibe. The villain <laughs> sick. was sick. Yeah. Uh, but Simon Petrikov, uh, Tom Kenny yeah. just blew me away in those final episodes. Um, especially, yeah, especially that like final conversation with Betty. So mm. that's my vote. Who's yours? It's probably Simon. Um, but if I'm going to go different from you, just because I, I really liked Cake. And I know she was the B character of it all, but she had a really great story of, especially as a cat, one, she was super realistic when she was in her cat form, the noises she makes and then her mannerisms. But once she gets her thing, her it's very much uh, helping Fiona work through a lot of her emotions and feelings, much like a, 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 an emotional cat, a uh, support cat would. So yeah. really enjoyed Cake, and I think Cake is just hilarious. Yeah. So I, I was all about it. Um, one random thought I had about the series as a whole, yeah, wasn't afraid to kill off characters. I mean, granted, they were multiversal characters, but still, yeah. like, I guess this is one minor spoiler, but they're in, I think, the BMO episode. At one point, he just explodes, and I was like, oh, oh. BMO. Yeah, BMO died. Oh, sorry. Totally forgot about that. That was so sad, also, was, though. Yeah, it was really sad because he's like, oh, they go, well, where are Finn and Jake? And it's like, oh, they left a note. They'll be coming back. But I think the implication is that, like, they died. <laughs> Or... Yeah, because that's that's way in the future. Mm -hmm. That was not. Yeah, they, they had died. They were gone. The lynch got them all. Around, yeah. Uh, but Bimo, that's part of Bimo's charm, though, is he's always just putzing around. And he mentions football. Football is his uh, his reflection in the mirror. He doesn't uh, understand what it is, so he calls it football. Bimo, that's, that's cute football. character. I don't know if it, if he's enough to to um, quarterback his own distant lines, special. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, people love Bimo though. Bimo, Bimo, I think it's because Bimo has some really strong solo episodes okay. in uh, Adventure Time, which I haven't seen. So, yeah. you know, one of these days, I. But it's eleven minutes versus distance lands. Uh, yeah, I get what you mean. As someone who has a podcast, co-hosts a podcast about cartoons, I think I just finish, have to watch it at some point. You have to once I get through. You, you must. Um, one piece, maybe I'll do all the better. Okay, talk to you in 10 years <laughs> from now. Okay. Um, and then, um, so his favorite character, yeah, the Scarab was sick too. And then, um, just kind of to, um, yeah, like, uh, uh let's do closing thoughts and our letterbox at the same time. Okay. Do you, uh, do you have thoughts ready to go? I, I can kind of, yeah, wait. yeah, okay. yeah, I can go. go I can go. It. So with Fiona and Cake. I, I've said a lot of what I feel, but just to reiterate, like the strongest points I feel in in a time where spinoffs and remakes are just like utter trash and, and happening left and right right now. This was so refreshing because it progressed the story in such a natural and nice way, and it did not undo any of the work that came before it. In fact, it celebrated it. Even if, say, they d hated Distant Lands, they incorporated those in so beautifully. And they didn't, even though Finn made an appearance, 
they they were not going to let Finn be the main character even for an episode. Like they unapologetically told such a beautiful story about growth, change, acceptance, and in a super meta way, the the themes of the Fiona and Cake, the gender bentness of it all was so just so nice, and it's all just so on brand for Adventure Time. Like, this is what they've been doing for 13 years now. It did not feel like this was handed off to someone else and, like, a totally different product. This felt like very much a baby of our baby. You know what I mean? For sure. Oh, five stars. Five star? I, I, I was blown away. I was absolutely enthralled from start to finish. I joined watching live about episode four or five, but then instantly started watching them as soon as they would drop. It was, it was, oh, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then the last two episodes dropped on the same day and I fucking had a little party and the ending was beautiful too. And ready for this? I, I don't think it needs a sequel season two, but I, I think it could, could happen and oh. it, it'd be fine. I but I don't think mad. it needs it at all. Yeah, I don't think it needs it. We've, we've touched on a lot of the strengths of the series. It's super funny, super well-written, uh, packs an emotional punch um kind of going off what you said one of the things this franchise specifically has done what these storytellers have done is they are masters of expanding world building adding on but they're also masters of restraint they mm. do not yield to like the instinctual like drive towards nostalgia and wanting to give more finn more jake that kind of thing as opposed to something where, like, on Twitter right now, we're seeing that Marvel wants to bring back the original Avengers cast. It's like... <laughs> You're right. They focused on probably two of the tiniest, smallest characters that weren't even real. Yes. Like, they took, they were like, we're going to take two non-canon characters. They literally call them non-canon in there. Yeah. Wow. They're like, we're going to take these two characters and we're going to tell a whole-ass story. Yeah. Uh it's such a great addition to, you know, what I know of Adventure Time, which is not a ton. What you know of Adventure Time, which is all of it. Um, but it's also a great standalone viewing experience. It's delightful. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, 4.5. Oh, if you had said 4, I was going to fight. I'll take yeah. 4.5. I'll take 4.5. Four, four, that's five. a 90%. That's great. 4.5 four, yeah. is good. 4.5 is good. I think maybe, maybe the the nostalgia might've pushed me a little bit over, but 4.5 is I will take it. If you just said four, we were, I was going to argue for like, I need 0.25 more. <laughs> um, what I also, while we're just wrapping up on it, I think what this also has done is because like adventure time ends. And I was like, wow, so good. I love when a thing ends and it, it, it ends properly and then distant lands. And I was like, Oh, what? We literally just wrapped up. And, and I enjoyed a lot of Distant Lands, though. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know what? All right. And I, I doubted, but they were good. And then this comes out, and I was like, what are we <laughs> doing here? We are literally just grabbing at the cash teat now. Yeah. And I watched it, and I was blown away. I'm seated for whatever. And I almost hope it is something different, if that makes sense. I kind of, like, get, like, keep doing this. I actually applaud this almost more than just like, oh, we'll do seven seasons of this now. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think with, because I felt that 
uh, dis- distant lands ones were hit or miss. I think they ended on the little candy guy, right? Which wasn't my favorite. No, they, they ended oh, on okay. Finn and Jake going to the afterlife. Okay. All right, friend. all right. So that was a good one. Um, I think any further additions to the story, I'll, I'll, I'm more open to than I was maybe mm. after the second distant lands. Were you gonna watch this if I didn't text you? Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I do like to be a like a like a convincer, but that's I'm <laughs> glad you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I have enough time on my hands in the in the mornings at least. Uh, hey, uh, he's just not catching any of the music or sound. I'm just kidding. True. true. <laughs> uh, should we do news? There's probably a lot of stuff. Yeah, let's wrap yeah. up with some news. We we've had a whole month of things going on, so. Uh, I think first and foremost, we just shared the trailer. Let's talk about the cast of the boy and the heron. Oh, excuse me, is it the boy and the blue no, heron? No, the boy and the heron. You're right. Okay, I confused myself. <laughs> is it a blue heron? I'm, wait, what's going on? Okay, I don't. We, we didn't get to discuss this cast live. So, the English dub for the boy and the heron, Hal <laughs> Miyazaki's last film, quote unquote. Yeah, it's not last even film. his last. He's already working on new. I know, I know, but that was how it was announced to me, so it will be referred to until otherwise. It is Christian Bale, Florence Pugh, Rob Pattinson, Dave Bautista, Gemma Chan, Willem Dafoe, Karen Fukuhara, and Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill's voice is in the trailer. I think it's one of the first ones. I don't know if you watched it yet. That is stacked. That is unbelievably one of the most stacked casts of any movie I think I've ever seen. And so they just dropped the English dub trailer because that releases nationwide December 8th. Uh, And there's a, there's a crazy, the Heron has a crazy fucking voice. And there are two people on that cast list that I would have, maybe three that I would have guessed before who it actually is. I would have thought it was Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I watched it one time and I was like, "Oh, that's Willem Dafoe." Sounds like Willem Dafoe. He's being a little, a little different. If not, my second guess would have been Mark Hamill. If not mm-hmm. that, I probably would have gone Christian Bale. But no, it's, I was gonna say I thought a world where it was Christian Bale. That makes more sense to me than this crazy fuck because it sounds like <laughs> Willem Dafoe, but it's Rob Pattinson doing a Willem Dafoe. It's like, come here, boy. <laughs> it is, it is Rob. Pattinson Follow me to the underworld. Okay, but look at this. Not not that everything revolves around superheroes, <laughs> but we got two Batman. We have Dave Bautista, Drax. who's Drax. We have Florence Pugh, who's the new Black Widow. We have the Green Goblin, and we have Mark Hamill, who's the Joker. Gemma Chan uh, is and Gemma Chan's in Internals. I yes. also think she was in um, Captain Marvel as a different character. I don't oh. think like canonically. I think you was just casted. You're blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind, <laughs> but that's whatever. Okay. But, um, and just like some of these people are already great voice actors, but some of them aren't really known for voice acting. But I, I gotta be honest, I just watched Midsommar mm-hmm. with Florence Pugh. Holy shit, was that an experience. Have you ever seen, seen that? I don't like spooky stuff. <laughs> it's, okay, but it's not, it's spooky in like the sense more like get out. Sure. Spooky. Still on my favorite. Like a th- psychological thriller. Uh, you like get out though, right? Yeah, I like get out. You should watch. You should watch this. Yeah. Holy, you're gonna be mind blown, dude. It's, um, Florence Pugh though. I 
she elevated like 17 levels in my book like phenomenal actress uh i, I double checked uh Gemma chan played min irva one of the blue people in um in uh what captain marvel continuity my ass marvel <laughs> that's one of the things they used to tout uh look i'm i'm trying not to do any marvel news because they just dropped like six we gotta talk about all just there's so much news to catch up on that's what i'm saying is we gotta talk about other news before we okay fine. dive into all the fucking marvels in other news still a little bit of a pivot joe russo's got beef with martin scorsese over over oh, his yeah. comments about the marvel cinematic universe uh he took a playful dig at at uh, Mar Martin Scorsese, he made a TikTok with his dog called Oscar. Joe Russo responded with one calling his dog box office. And people are flaming Joe Russo because outside of Avengers Endgame, you know, which is one of the highest top, top five. earners of all time. But outside of that, he's got nothing to his name. Uh, Gray Man was mediocre. I think Cherry on Apple TV Plus got panned and that had tom holland in it um so yeah i stay in your lane joe russo i think there are a couple directors uh zach snyder specifically and um john favreau who have taken scorsese's comments and stride they're like yeah he can say whatever he wants zach snyder in his interview was like i'm sure he's not talking about mine but yeah he, he can say whatever he wants <laughs> it's like like yeah that's how you take it in stride you know i think you just say like like you make a good superhero movie. If you're offended by his comments, it's, it's, it's because true. you're feeling, in, yeah, you're, you're feeling some type of way about what he's saying. Yeah. Um. If you're confident in the product you're putting out, uh, there's there's no reason to be quaking in your boots. Yeah. <laughs> My bit of news. Uh. Uh. It's week by week, but on Amazon, Invincible season two is finally starting. I feel like we covered this two years ago, Evan. Yeah. And. The run-up to this release has been going on for probably a year now. Yeah. I remember like two, three months ago, I'd see like tweets like, finally, they're going to debut the trailer. I'm like, what the fuck are yeah. we doing? <laughs> that shit annoys <laughs> me so much. We've been talking about this for so long. The trailer is the announcement, guys. <laughs> like, fucking get to oh, it. I, I, oh, you know what? I'm actually totally with you. I can't stand tweets that are like, trailer drop. I've even seen, I think I just saw it for a play, a War of the Planet of the Apes. They're like, teaser trailer dropping tomorrow. And it was actually really short. Yeah. And I was like, you're shitting me. They gave me an announcement for the teaser? They do that shit. And it's also, they'll do ones where it's like, oh, they'll make a big a big hoorah about a teaser dropping. And it's just text on like the oh, background. That shit ass. pisses me off so oh. much. That makes me so mad. Or it's literally just one flash of a character. No, nothing else. You're like, dude, that was in a that was in a, a photo booth. What are you talking about? Uh, oh my god. Yeah. No. I. Uh, what. I, I, what other news you got? Um, this is. I'm just tacking this onto the Joe Russo thing. But there are two okay. tweets. Variety uh, tweeted this in quoting from their article. In 50 years, no one will know who Joe Russo is. Wow. Brutal. And then uh, this one was funny. This person tweeted, whenever I hear anything about the Russo brothers, I think about this tweet. It's a, just a picture of the, the two of them. And and this person saying, I feel like the little one hurts the big one when they're alone. 
Stop. Stop. Um, <laughs> I feel like the little one hurts the big one. Flip side news. Martin Scorsese has joined Letterboxd. Yes. I think that's the deal. So we need to, his... I, I need to actually start posting mine. Maybe he'll see For that. Sure. His, uh, his daughter, Francesca, is on TikTok and she gets some. It's it's actually really She's, cute. It's endearing. Yeah. Um, there's a new Dragon Ball series coming out. Oh, yeah. Dragon Ball whoa, Daima. Whoa. So what's that about? Why are they kids? <laughs> What? I don't is know. that a bad question? I don't have no fucking clue. Why, why does anything matter? I gotta watch the Why are out? there still new Dragon Balls coming out? <laughs> I can't believe we are in the year of 2024 getting a brand new Dragon Ball. That's, I mean, that's gotta be, with the, with One Piece, those have to be the two longest running animes. I genuinely, genuinely believe the first Dragon Ball anime was like, 1990 like i'm not even kidding yeah if not earlier um if not before that the correct me if i'm wrong the dragon ball z ended when we were like in high school with the boo saga did you did you watch it at that time yeah okay so that's when it ended and it ended but then dragon ball gt came out which is non-canonical now now it's non-canonical but at the time it was and i'll be honest I didn't hate. I, I was kind of into yeah. it. I didn't keep up with it, but when it first dropped, I was I was into yeah. it. Also um, features a kid they, Goku again. So it's got yeah, it does. Oh my god, Goku goes back to kid form. They really have just it's been the chasing. Marvel problem. Uh, the, <laughs> but here's where it went off the rails for me. I feel like after Dragon Ball Z ended, they did like Super, which I don't even know what that was. Was that just a redub? I think Super is a condensed like a more streamlined version of dragon okay. ball z and then there's been more since no i think that i think they've just continued with super okay. Okay. i think like once they finished they kept they got, going i believe yeah. god i could be wrong though if i'm being honest i actually don't i haven't i, have a, I, have a, I, do I not haven't know. kept up i all i know is there's like blue hair super saiyan versions now and it makes yeah, me a little sad because one of the cool things about gt is Super Saiyan 4 is like the coolest form. Super Saiyan 4 was time. big old monkey yeah. mode. And I thought it was a great callback to the yeah. fact that they are. The Saiyans have the. That was the coolest thing. And I think eventually it should have been fucking a giant monkey with the blonde hair spike. That was where it was it going. Should, yeah. But then they totally scrapped that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I might tune in. I used to love Dragon I used to subscribe to a monthly love- magazine about Dragon Ball Z. That's how much I was upset. It's it's an anime classic, but while I'm watching One Piece, I'm realizing it has a lot of the same problems Dragon Ball did. I think it's a product of the time. It can drag on. It's very clearly written as a weekly publication, Mm -hmm. and they just take that week's publication and make it one episode, where eventually animes learned. They were like, oh, we could take these two manga chapters and make them one episode, and then eventually, like My Hero... They're just like, something big is going to happen every episode. <laughs> like, don't worry. Like, nothing is going to drag. Like, they really learned over the years. How far has how My to Hero gotten? Because I haven't. I probably watched up to the kept tournament. Up? And then, oh, oh I, I fell oh, off. Oh, you're no, missing four seasons. I fell off at, like, directly after that. It's like the summer internship. I was like, okay, this screams filler to me, dude. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No, 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 no,
it's the best it's the best anime in the world right now undisputed it's breaking records left and right every time it drops i'll throw it on it's so good it got tommy our good friend of the podcast tommy pizzullo it got tommy into anime as a whole (laughs) like he had never watched really yeah Here's my rec. It's good. You should watch Pluto on yeah. Netflix. It's real good. Okay. It's I, yeah, I hear Blade it's good. Runner. Give us, tell, tell, yeah. Tell, Pluto is based off of uh, uh, Osamu Tezuka's um, uh, Astro Boy. No, tell them what you told oh, me. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm prefacing a little bit. All right. You just give me some time. Uh, Osamu Tezuka's Astro Boy, old, old one, earliest manga anime, super popular. Uh, I, I think 2009, there's another, there's a, a manga author or artist who um, did like a spinoff series called Pluto and it's set in that universe and there's like cyborgs and robots and all it's like future sci-fi stuff. But the series is essentially this gritty noir detective story that's like Blade Runner meets, um, uh, shit, it's escaping me now. Blade Runner meets True Detective, mix in a little bit of war in Iraq commentary. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. It's first episode one's a little bit of a slow burn, but once you get into it, it's it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid watch. So that's my rec. Um, if you're looking okay. for something to watch. All right. Well, good. Good. I'm glad. What uh um. What else you got before we wrap up here? It's good to be back. I, I feel like back. a month felt really long. Like it really shouldn't have. It's only two, three episodes at most a month. Uh, it felt like a, such a long break. I'm not going to lie. It was nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I didn't actually miss hearing you yell into your mic. No. It was nice to have a break, uh, you know, unplugged yeah. for a little bit. But it's good to be back. I've been watching a lot of shit. And we've been sending shit back and forth just as often. I know um attention was building yeah oh scavenger rain uh, is another it's on max right now it's a sci-fi series oh. uh that's my rec for you to watch it. sometime while you're high i think it, it's pretty trippy all right oh, well can do <laughs> <laughs> definitely can make that happen <laughs> oh, i'm gonna wrap us up right. you have anything else no. before I, I take us out of here i'm all set okay well hey thank you everyone uh, we hope you enjoyed your month off, but we're we're back. So every every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, make sure you check us out. Um, and if you want more two dudes, please check out our other episodes on Apple, Spotify, and on YouTube as well. Make sure you follow us on. <laughs> make sure you follow us at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, make sure you uh, uh, follow subscribe on YouTube. And wherever you are, don't forget to leave us like a, a, a rate and review. And we appreciate you coming back. And um, we're, we're uh, we got a great schedule ahead of us. So get ready for some some good animation coming. That'll do it for this episode of Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. We will catch you next time. Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. Yes. 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 yes.